With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'll do it while be still, my love. Love Talk Radio. I beheld only God. In hardship, I saw him by my side. In ease and well-being, I beheld only Like a candle, I melted. Amidst the sparks of the flames, I beheld only God. Good morning. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. I understand that I'm cutting in and out, and so I'm going to go try to find a different... Good morning, Brian. I'm passing to you right now. Good morning, Mara. Good morning, listeners. We are here only to be truly helpful. We are here to represent Him who sent us. We do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because He who sent us will direct us. We are content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with us. We will be healed as we let him teach us to heal. Hmm, what a perfect representation of exactly that statement prayer, if you will, the fact that we're having a few technical difficulties with the phone lines, and we're able to sit here in our peace and do the best we can with what we've got and not get so frantic and discombobulated from the situation that we can't be a clear mind and serve the purpose of what it is of our intentions that we've come here to do today. And that's a wonderful example that we are displaying not only to ourselves, but to the listeners, Mara, in the fact that we are doing this and doing just fine with it. Good morning. And I think it is a wonderful, wonderful example. I'm suspicioning you're saying this is an example of uh, trusting God. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And yes, it is. I agree. I was saying that here we are, with technical difficulties, able to handle the scenario appropriately without becoming so frantic and so worried that we aren't able to keep our peace and keep our mind about us that allows us to function properly and effectively. Yes. Yes. And thanks to Blog Talk Radio's wonderful switchboards, we can leave that other phone on and mute it (laughs) and not lose, (laughs) not disconnect here, and still uh, be able to go forward. Good morning, everyone. And yes, um, now... What's interesting is, I I agree so much with what Brian is saying, is you feel a a little pull, you know, like, ah, but then everything seems fixable. I guess that's something that I was realizing yesterday, fixable. Now, can you guys hear, do I have like a hum in my phone right now, my current phone? I hear you clearly. Perfect. Okay. Thank you. And, and you know what? I kind of came to that realization yesterday, Brian, and if all things, I don't know if this is happening to any of our listeners, but I am getting harassed for a bill I paid. 
And I seem to go about, I contact the people, it's a hospital, and I talk to them and talk to them and talk to them, and we agree. You know, we agree that I've paid. My bank's done all the research, so they got all the money. And then I get a letter yesterday that says, uh, and, and then I start getting done again by a billing co- bill collector. And so I just said, you know what, guys, I've done this. Like, this has gone on for like three or four times. Now, yesterday I got a letter saying, okay, we're going to take the bill collector off, but you still have to pay the bill. And I started crying. I felt so helpless. And then suddenly I just knew that this is silly reaction. This is crazy to lose my peace over this because I know the bill's been paid. And, and it's, it's just kind of trusting in God and, and knowing that, you know what? And I, and I asked myself, I said, what lesson is there in this for me? Suddenly, instead of focusing on how I'm being abused and those people there, and uh, I'm going to say their name, Mercy Medical, <laughs> you know, I was, uh, or Catholic Healthcare West, I guess it is, and the only reason I'm saying their name is there are other people out there who are having the same types of issues. And I just, I just finally said, you know, what lesson is there in this for me? What lesson is there in this for me? And it was huge. Just the peace that came over me, the knowing I've paid this. I'm not going to have to pay it twice. It would sadden me to think that I have to go to court in order to prove that I've paid something. But, um, you know, I, I don't know what more to do. I've done all I can do. And uh, I will try one more letter to explain to this new person on this why she is wrong. But when all was said and done, what lesson was there in this for me? Why did I keep bringing this back? And I kept bringing it back because you need to recognize, folks, that if you have control over something and you've done your very best at it, that's the best you can give. And for me... I can't keep getting frustrated by this. I just now need to step back from it, not be personally involved. Just like this morning. No coincidence. In fact, that's what prompted the program today on um, trust in love is that whole episode yesterday of realizing, you know, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. So, Brian, tell me about your week. You know, that's oh, such a fantastic story and such a fantastic example of exactly what just took place on the show today. And I, too, am going through a similar situation with a credit card where I've paid all my bills and I've gone through this situation twice and now they've got bill collectors on me and it's from back in November and I handled it in February and... So um, I totally got blindsided by a bill collector calling me, and I was like, listen, I've I've done this already, and they told me everything was fine, and everything was fine and dandy, and now they're telling me that not only is it not fine, but it's prorated back to November, and I'm going, what's this all about? And so I've got to go through the whole situation again, and I'm just going, what is this? Can't you guys get this all straight? You know, can't the left hand know what the right hand's talking about? And... I've just looked at it from a point of view of, well, it's all going to get handled, and I guess i got to go through these steps, but I'm not going to worry about it. And I know everything's going to turn out just fine because I myself didn't do anything wrong. And I realized that, just like you said, and just like your story said, is that everything is fixable. And nothing is set in stone. And when you can go about it in good faith and not worry and get so discombobulated that you miss a step along the way. You can help be, even though the the problem wasn't your fault, so to speak, you can be someone in the process that helps the process be corrected by keeping a right mind about you and keeping you calm and cool and you you could say that you're able to see um, where something went wrong, even if it was someone else's mistake, and help it be corrected because you're not placing blame on yourself, you're not worrying, and you're not even particularly getting upset, upset at the other one 
for making the mistakes that they made. And all those steps that we can partake in are exactly that, steps that go about helping the problem be corrected rather than continuing in the problem by now pointing fingers and laying blame and worrying and whatnot. Yes. The worry is pointless, my friends. When I was very young, probably about Brian's age, I happened to read an article. In those days, we were studying everything about human behavior. And since that was part of my job, I, I was a teacher in a junior college. I studied, I read what other people studied. So uh, they, were, they did this survey, and they, they found out these odds. And I, at first I thought it was kind of like a joke thing or something. But the, um, they found out that 90%, no, 99% of what you worry about never happens. 0.5% happens exactly the way you worried it would happen, and 0.5% happens in a different way, which almost has never happens, but it's close enough that they counted it. So it's 99% of the time what we're worrying about isn't going to happen exactly that way. And yet, now, as I've matured in life, I've come to know that uh, there are all of these that we're sending out the energy f- with our worries. So we're sending out a negative energy to attract what we think. If you could think of yourself, I don't know if any of you, and it was a long time ago, believe it or not, the Jetsons actually were on when I was young. That's a long time ago. And they would they would think they would decide what they were going to have by look for lunch by looking at this list that was on the side, and they would pick point to it and say, okay, I want to have filet mignon. I don't know what they decide, but let's just say that's it. So they press the filet mignon button, and suddenly filet mignon would appear in this little oven like a microwave in front of them. Now, if you think about life that way. If you think about our minds as that microwave oven that we cause to materialize in our lives the things we select from the list, we are giant manifesting machines. And so if we select negative things, fear, despair, disease, Uh, the bill collector is is going to bother me again. If we put all that stuff in our mind as the worst-case scenario instead of I've got control of this and I'm going to let it go away and whatever else we need to, to put in there that's positive. I'm happy today. You know what? I've only got control over me. And thank goodness, you know, I have the court system. Seriously, I'm joking about that, but somebody said to me, wrote me an email the other day, and he said, well, you and I just see the law through different eyes. We just always see the law differently. And I wanted to go, duh. That's why we have lawyers. If, if, every, if there was only one way to see the law, then there would not be a need for me. I would have a different job. Because that's what we do, is we, when two people see the law differently and something isn't clear-cut, then they work it out in the courts. If there, if there was only one face cream that worked for every woman to make her look 15, even though she was 90, then that would be the only face cream around. Everything works differently for different people. And so there are solutions out there, and God will lead us to those solutions when we keep our mind away from fretting and worrying and obsessively compulsing about things, just allowing our mind to fill up with those so that we miss sight of the moment. And so that's what we're going to talk about today is that kind of trust. Um, I, um, I think that... Uh, it's going to be a good topic. How about you, Brian? Yes, it's already been a wonderful discussion with some wonderful examples. I don't see how it can't get any better. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, too. I really do. It, for those of you, we, we look like we've already got three callers here today, so we're going to have high numbers. I'm joking, of course. Um, please call uh, in at 646 595 3584. 
because I had a sense today that part of what we want to do is literally so many times we tell people don't so I hear it and I've probably said it so I have to be honest oh don't think about that don't think about that well you know it's not quite this what we're saying we're not saying don't allow things that occur in life to cross your mind we're just saying to you that when you reach the place that there's nothing more you can do with a problem or an issue, that you then release it, recognizing what lesson is there in this for me. That's usually when you've reached the place where you are at, maxed out. You've maxed out. And I have a wonderful little quick meditation, because uh, I see us as kind of leading you through meditation series today, again, like we did last Sunday. That was very uplifting, uh, I think, certainly for me, and I hope for those of you out there. And so I have a very little, kind of a quick one. We'll use it with a very short piece, and let me see what the short ones are here. Um, let me look for a short one. I want it to be long enough here. Let's do this. I have this one called Kyoto Nest, and I'm going to play it very softly behind its five minutes. And I want, I'm going to give you a chance to see how this works. And ideally, I will give you at least one minute, if not two, to try it yourself, to continue with the meditation rather than coming out. So I'd like you to take a deep breath, Pull the air in through the soles of your feet, up the front of your calves, merge across your hips, and now you're going to start lining up your divining rod. So pull in a deep, deep breath as your chakras begin to line up. And some of you may feel a tug and a pull at a chakra. And that's often because it, it's clouded. You, you may, at the base, you may find it difficult to move past the base chakra where the fear is. But let's pull some fearless out, breath up. As you go through the sacral chakra, I want you to pull in some creative energy. Now you're moving into the solar plexus. Remember, you can sip your breath. You don't have to take it all at once. Pull in some healing energy. Oh, feel that healing energy coursing through your body. Now we have fearless, creative healing. We're going to go up and now we're going to feel our energy with love. Just fill it up. And pulling that energy up, that breath, we're going to come to the voice chakra. Coming up to manifesting. And today we're going to rest there. Now you can feel some of your breath going on past there and it will go through your crown chakra to bring you together with love, with God. And now as you blow out your breath, blow out, I am enough. Pulling in your next breath, coming up, fearless, creative, Feeling, loving, forgiving breath resting at your third eye. Now, I want you to imagine in your mind the physical manifestation of what you are most concerned about right now. What has been requiring you or taking up much of your mind time. And I want you to see that, that idea, whether it's a fear of losing your job because of the hard times, fear of buying your child a less birthday present or maybe no birthday present, fear about where the next meal is going to come from. I would hope if you're on the computer, that's not your fear because I think you're going to need high speed to be here today. Fear that you're going to start smoking again. Fear that that next drink is imminent. And now, I would like you to package that up into, roll it up like a ball of dough. Knead it. Just see it there in front of you as a ball of dough and knead it 
And now take the ball of dough in your hand. And look in front of you. Open your eyes wide. And see the image of God as you believe God is. Or as you believe God's messenger to you is. Jesus, Allah, Buddha, God himself walking towards you with his arms stretched and you begin approaching God with your hands, with your palms facing upward. And as God and you come together, God will hold his palms out and you will take yours and turn over both palms releasing the dough into the hands of God and saying, what lesson is there in this for me? Feel the energy of God taking the dough and seeing it disappear as though it doesn't exist at all. And then feel the love of God as God puts his arms around you and reminds you that you can be trusted. You can be trusted yourself, not just God, but yourself, to let this go. I think that my music ran out, but I would like you to be able to continue this. So I'm going to put on Catherine Toyama's Open Your Heart, and I want you, as you're sitting there, embraced by love, breathing in, feel the release of having just turned over your problems, your problem to love. And now I'm going to give you a minute, quietly breathe, because most of the time there isn't just one thing on our mind. And as you come to the zone of manifestation, manifest your problem as dough. Work on it, look up, and see God there waiting with his hands outstretched. And give him this doughy mass. And know you are enough. You can let this go. Turn your hands upside down. And put the dough into the hands of God. And see it disappear before your eyes. As you're breathing in. Remember, knock and the door shall be opened. Release. In this final second, just take the energy of all that troubles you. Make a huge mound of dough if necessary. Pull it into your hands and release all your cares and woes, your worries and your frets. To God, what lesson is there in this for me? And the lesson is, as the worries and frets disappear, God loves you. There is nothing to worry about. Trust in God. Trust in love. You are loved. We'll give you a few seconds here till this piece of music ends now to be in silence. You and God with God's arms holding you close. 
And now if you can pray, pull all of the manifestation, energy that you have felt, the freedom of giving to God your problems, pull the energy of that up to the top of your head. Open the top of your head and feel the divinely inspired breath of God joining with yours as you breathe out. You are perfect just as you are. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for that, Ma. That was fantastic. That was such a wonderful meditation with such a wonderful point wonderful practical experience and practical idea of what we need to do and I it reminded me of this poem that I'd like to share but before I share the poem I'd like to speak a little bit about what Mara was just sharing and that is whenever we hit the worry phase and the concern about what is to come it's always coming from an experience of not having the answer. Because when we know the answer, there's nothing to worry about. We go about fulfilling the answer, which solves the problem. And so when we find ourselves in a place of worry, if we would just recognize to ourselves that in our own understanding, we have hit a wall and we don't know how to solve the problem. And worrying will not solve the problem. And we've all experienced worry. And all that worry does, if you think about it, keeps you locked and closed in to that experience. And because you're locking yourself in worry, you're not allowing anything else to enter. And when you do that exact meditation, and I know I'm going to go back through the week and listen to that meditation again, because that was such a wonderful meditation. As we consciously choose to do that, whenever we find ourselves worrying, it opens us up to hear the solution, to join with the solution. But whenever we're locked in the experience of worry, we don't have that opportunity. And now this poem is called Broken Dreams, and it's by Robert J. Burdett. As children bring their broken toys with tears for us to mend, I brought my broken dreams to God because he is my friend. But then instead of leaving him in peace to work alone, I hung around and tried to help with ways that were my own. At last I snatched them back and cried, How could you be so slow? My child, he said, what could I do? You never did let go. When we are holding on to worry, to the feel that somehow we have to solve it, we got ourselves into this mess and we've got to fix it. And I tell you, yes, we did get ourselves into this mess. But no, we don't have to fix it. And we would have never gotten ourselves into the mess in the first place had we not tried to handle it on our own. And as we join back with God once again, then all of our problems become solved. And as we remain in the arms of God, and not just by simply having whatever prayer we have offered up to God and let go of, being fulfilled, saying, okay, Thanks, now I'll take it again. And going off on our own and just doing the same old things again, causing problems everywhere. Instead of doing that, coming to God, connecting with God, having our problems solved, and coming to the realization that, wow, that was easy. All I had to do was give it up and let it go, and it got solved. You know what? I'm not going to leave his side. 
I'm not going to stray off and go and try to figure things out for myself. Because when I'm here, everything is taken care of. Everything is safe. And all I have to do is sit back and enjoy and then play with the toys that God brings to me. And when we start to take that frame of mind and have that realization about the truth of how things work, then we will start to see and experience our lives being more peaceful, more joyful, and more fulfilling in every moment. Because how fulfilling is life? When you get to experience all your hopes, all your dreams, and I would venture to tell you even greater things than what you can dream of now will come to you in your experience when you let go and let God, if you will. And in the process of doing that, not only is it fulfilling because you experience those events and those situations, but also, you didn't have to do anything to make it happen. You just had to allow it to be and allow yourself to experience it and have the fun and joy and the pleasure of experiencing it. And when you can have your cake and eat it too, meaning in the sense that you just let it all happen and you didn't have to sweat and work and make it all happen. That is the ultimate experience in life, if you ask me. And that is open and available to us at all times. If we would consciously choose to do that very meditation and make it our daily practice and our daily disposition in life. And as we make it more and more common to us, it becomes a habit that we don't have to think about. And that's when we start to see the flow in life take place and things in our life just falling into place. And we didn't have to do it. We just allowed it. Yes, beautiful. Thank you. That is beautiful. And, and that takes us doing something that's in one word, and that word is not trust, although trust is certainly flows from this word, but that word is believe. Mm. I think so often people get so caught up in the residuals of what their group says that they should believe. And you know, they're, they're just lists, and I think everyone knows, you know. Some groups say women should cover their bodies. Some groups say that um, women and men should sit in different parts of the room. Some groups say that men can have multiple wives. Some groups say they can't. Some groups say homosexuality is a sin. Some groups say it is not. Uh, and some groups say that you should stand when you pray. Some groups say you should bow. Uh, and get on your knees. Some groups uh, say that you should have statues in the church. Some groups say you should have stained glass windows only. Um, some groups say that um, you can't end marriage. Some groups say you can. Um, there, there are just millions and millions of residual effects of those groups, residual effects. But when all is said and done, those residual rules, putting those aside, no matter what group you're a part of, you, you need to believe less in the rules and more in the spirit. Believe that there is in fact a divine being. And when you allow yourself to get up close and personal, when you allow yourself to sit with the arms of God around you or stand, whatever the case may be, embraced by God and you feel that love and you think, wow, if I am vital enough to God for God to love me this way, this close, 
and I am just a simple person, then everyone is vital enough to God to be loved that way. And so all of these residual rules start becoming unimportant because those rules are designed to say, we're more important than you. Us and them rules designed to judge. And so when you set aside the judgment and you believe that there's enough of God for everyone, and not just that there's enough, but that you don't have to stand in line queuing up to talk to God, to be with God. There's enough and it's immediate. With that kind of belief, then it's so much easier to play the let me fall back into the arms of God game. Because you know when you fall back, you are not falling back into danger, but instead that you are safe. So if you can believe that there's enough of God for everyone to love them equally, that God doesn't care about our man-made rules and that we are safe, then you will feel an enlightening relief. Just enlightening. Brian, would you uh, like to lead us in a meditation now? And I can select some music, but... Uh, if you were so inclined, I will select some music for you. Sure. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. With the ideas and concepts that we have shared today, realizing, as Mara just shared, that the only thing that we really need to remember and really need to focus on is that God is real and God is always working on your behalf, I could say. And whatever you call God, whatever idea or concept you have of God, it's all valid. But we must remember that God is one goal, his one gift that he has for each and every one of us to help us to remember that we are always within God. Therefore, we are never lost. And in that recognition, of truth, of what God truly is, and what God truly wants for us, which is, again, our peace and our well-being in knowing that we are always cared for, and all of our needs are always met if we simply allow it to happen. With that in mind, as we go into this meditation, Let us remember that the more we let go and let God, the more fulfilling in every area of our lives, our lives will be. So let us now close our eyes and get comfortable in whichever position you find most comfortable. Moving your attention to your breath. Breathing deeply as you can, but yet relax. Breathing into the nose and out of the nose. Taking this opportunity to breathe and concentrate on your breath. Just feeling it. Just spending time with it. Just observing it, allowing your 
breath to move naturally without forcing it, without stopping it, without controlling it in any way. Just observe what your natural state of breathing is. And as you just let your breath happen, you will begin to familiarize yourself with your natural state of being. When you are not trying to do anything but be exactly who you are at your basic level, if you will, the level of breath the level of life itself. And now from this place, I want you to bring your attention to your mind's eye. And we are going to spend the next few moments just picturing and observing situations and people in our lives that might not be the most pleasant of situations and experiences. And because we are in this place of just observing, we can observe these situations from afar. And as these situations come to mind, if you start to feel yourself becoming lost in them, lost in the worry and the anxiety of the way you see it and what you think it means to you and what the outcome is going to be due to those thoughts and the worries that come along with, with them. If you start to feel yourself falling into that place, I want you to consciously bring your attention back to your breath. allowing your breath to be your focus and getting back into that place of peace, that place of calmness, that place where you can observe things and not have any sort of idea of control. And now as we bring our attention back to our mind's eye, I want you to once again picture any situation that you have been worrying about. Realizing again that your worry is based on the fact that you have come up against a brick wall, so to speak. And you have no more avenues to travel down to solve this problem. But I tell you, you still have one path that you have not tried. And that path is offering up to God and letting it go to be resolved. So with this idea, with this situation, with this worrisome experience, Let's now consciously, in our mind's eye, get a box big enough for it to fit in and close the lid on this box after we put this worry and anxiety inside the box. And now take a bow tie and string it around the box and tie it up nice and tight with a nice little bow on top. And now offer this gift up to God and say, please take this from me and let it go. And do not sit there like a nervous child trying to look over God's shoulder, trying to see what it is that he is going to do to 
to solve this problem. Rather, just let it go and have the faith and trust that it will all work out. And the more we can let go of the need to know how and just simply have the desire that it gets done any way that it gets done and for the best, not only for us, but for everyone else involved. When we can begin to take that disposition and have that be our solemn prayer, then that is exactly what we will experience in our lives. And when these experiences start to be experienced by us, we will be able to say that we don't know how it happened, but it happened just the same. And we are grateful that it happened. And we could call these situations miracles. And indeed, they are miracles to us because in our logical minds, we cannot conceive of how they can be solved. And that is why we worry about them. But I tell you, for God, there are no problems too big. There are no situations that cannot be brought back to the right circumstance and having the proper ending, if you will. And all we need to do is offer it up and let it go, sit back, relax, and experience the solution. And now I want you to bring your attention back to your breath. Just observing your breath once again. Feeling the peace and the comfort of your breath in its natural state of being. Allowing yourself to be with your breath fully. Just experiencing it. Just enjoying it. Just being with it. And now for the next few moments, I just want you to be with the silence of your breath. Feeling it enter your lungs and exit your lungs. And now, with your next inhalation, I want you to very slowly begin to open your eyes. Very, very slowly. Open your eyes. Take the time to open your eyes in the same span that it takes you to breathe in fully. And then once you have your eyes open fully and your breath is in your lungs, I want you to breathe out very slowly and just observe everything around you, not giving anything in particular too much attention, but just observe it, recognize it, and move on to something else. Observe it, recognize it, and move on to something else. Just giving your attention to everything in your vision. And I want you to spend the next few breaths just doing this exercise. Not judging it, but rather just looking at it, acknowledging it, and moving on to something else. And as you continue to do this, I want to share with you the realization 
at everything that you are looking at and observing and recognizing is a part of God. And in this practice of just simply observing and recognizing, you are, I could say, offering up a prayer to God, a recognition of what it is that you're looking at. And that is what takes place every time we sit and observe something without judging it, without trying to control it, but rather just noticing it and recognizing it and then moving on. And as we move on with the rest of the show, I'd like to offer that practice up to you to do as often as you can remember when you get back from work and you're sitting and relaxing to just close your eyes and breathe deeply for a few breaths. Focus your mind. Become at ease. And then open your eyes and just observe the things in your house that are there without any judgments to them, without gazing at them too long, but rather just recognizing them, giving them your attention, and then moving on. And do this practice as often and for as long as you can, as often as you can. And you will begin to notice a change in your experience on how you will begin to appreciate things more. Because as we live our lives, and as we overlook situations and things, simple things, the books on our bookshelves, pictures on our wall that have been there for a long time, something that might be up on our mantle that is just a nice little trinket that is decorative that we enjoy, and we might see them on a daily basis, but we might just look at them and go, yep, that's there. But when you give it your attention, looking at it for a moment and recognizing it, this is a fulfilling experience. This is an experience that shows our appreciation and gratitude for that thing, rather than taking advantage of it, if you will, by simply just saying, yep, it's there course and then moving on and the more things that we give our attention and our appreciation the more fulfilling our lives will be mostly from the simple fact that we are appreciating life and all those things around us and appreciation always breeds a wonderful feeling within inside of ourselves and the more wonderful we feel we will make it our habit. And the more things that make us feel wonderful will enter our experience as we raise our experience of feeling wonderful for the things that we already have. Thank you for that, Mara. Have I lost you, Mara? Maybe she's in a really deep meditation. So I will continue to speak about the importance and the wonderful experience and the wonderful expansiveness that we feel when we are in gratitude and appreciation. When we overlook things in our lives and we just take them for granted, we are not appreciating. And whenever we're not appreciating, the experience for us is one of incompleteness. And when we give it our attention and we appreciate it, 
And I simply mean appreciating even something as simple and as what we could call negative, as someone not treating you right, but rather appreciating the fact that this person is alive, which might seem like a hard thing to do. How could you appreciate someone who is cursing at you? But what we can realize that that too, just like the books on your shelf and the computer that you might be looking at right now, when we can simply look at all things as being a part of God with no judgments attached to them, but rather just an appreciation that they're there in the first place, then our judgments and our emotional attachments to them will begin to fade. And although that this might seem like a good thing when someone's treating you badly and you feel upset by it, that you want that emotion to fade, and it might not particularly seem like a good thing that a wonderful situation that's happening to you that's making you feel so pleasurable would fade if you were to give it your attention. But I tell you, what would fade is the roller coaster ride of your emotions, of your feeling really, really good and then being depressed and worried and upset. And instead, everything would balance out and be at a level playing field, if you will. And this level playing field of your centeredness, of being in the peace of God, is actually more fulfilling and therefore, quote, more exciting than the excitement of your emotions. And so we could look at this level playing field as being above anything that you can experience from your emotional state, which is the state where we can worry and be upset and be anxious over things. And so as we spend the time to consciously get into our place of peace, which simply means to let go and just focus on our breath and quiet our minds down, then we will experience that level of bliss, you could say, that level of perfection that is there to be experienced if we would just minus our own judgments and our own control over the situation and give it up to God to allow it to be solved and changed in our, in our mind's eye. I guess they call that many times softening your heart. Yes. You know, softening your heart, softening your eyes, allowing yourself to focus just on the moment, which has been a challenge today. I was just, I was muted. I was there, but I couldn't see. <laughs> I recalled in. <laughs> mm. It's been a funny day. I know. It's been a funny day, but I've been listening to what you said. I have two phones going, and I I so agree. We need to stay in the moment, my friends. If if I could put a thumbnail on what Brian is saying here, it's so important to be in the moment, and so important to take that time to breathe deeply and see. Uh, what is around you because that pulls you into the moment and that is all we have. And to to let go of results. Uh, in the meditation, that so touched me, the idea that we so cling to the results that we want that it's very difficult to really release to God. It's really difficult to give that package, hand it off, because if we hand it off, it means we have to let go of caring about how it works out. We have to accept the possibility it may not work out the way our human mind had it fashioned. And that's a huge thing. That really is. Brian, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, listeners, for being here. I'm going to... uh, just say namaste to all of you and may uh, peace be with you. Brian? Thank you, Mara. Thank you, listeners. And I'd like to leave you with this last thought, and it's exactly what Mara was sharing, is that getting into that place of letting go might not always seem easy. And when you can get into that place of letting go and not 
be worried about the how it comes out and the outcome, I tell you that when you really do get into that place and let it go, it will always come better, come out better than you could even imagine. With that, I thank you all for being here. Until next week, namaste and be well. Peace be with you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.